Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know, right? It, I fear change. It's it, it took us eight <laughs> years to actually get to a recorded podcast where now if one of us goes away we can pre-record the episode i mean yes does the world know about this technology because it's fascinating <laughs> apparently they do apparently Damn. all right well, i hit i hit record i obviously i'll edit it at some point but you know i don't know however you guys want to start um so i guess i'll say hold on <laughs> are we, wait, wait, i'm so are not we, used to this shit man wait it's so are we weird. doing it are we doing an episode right now? <laughs> yeah, we're just going to chat for 15 minutes. All right. Yeah. I, was, I, thought, I thought we were just going to do a test run, but, yeah. you know, let's start grilling Riley. You know, uh, what what does he know? When did he know it? And uh, how many government officials are involved? Go, Riley, now. <laughs> exactly. Don't wait. I knew it. Don't wait for the translation. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I figured we'd just get a little update of the Pomona Super Show. Did I even say that right? Pomona Super probably, Show? Yeah. Probably not, but yeah. let's just ride with it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and next in January, they're going to have it at the Anaheim Convention Center. So it'll be in an even bigger spot. And traditionally, um, there are a, ser- a series of buildings at Pomona location, and they'll be the January show and the big one. And then the August one and the original one, which is a bit smaller. And so that's where it was uh, today, but it certainly does, or this weekend, but it doesn't feel small. It's pretty packed. Um, so it's, a, it's you know, arguably the biggest show in California. Um, and it's only growing and getting bigger each, each time. So each time um, there's more to see new vendors, um, a lot of the longtime supporters. So you get, Zilla and Zoomed and Exoterra and Timberline, some of the big corporate sponsors. And then you've got a few um, like local California shops and then there's Triple L and, and a couple like hard goods vendors. And then you have all the local breeders and then a bunch of people even from, from out of state are starting to, to venture out this way. And it's just, uh, it's, it's heavy in the ball Python stuff a little bit, but, gosh, there's a ton of variety there and you could spend days just cruising around and seeing new stuff. It's cool. It, it almost seems like we're getting these kind of corner things going where it, it, it's, we have Daytona, we have Tinley, we have Pomona, and then we have uh, Arlington. And it, and it just kind of sucks that there's nothing really up in the Northeast that would kind of rival some of these really, really big shows because it's almost like, I don't want to have to travel to go do all this stuff, but these really cool <laughs> shows, these really cool big shows are, uh, I mean, Daytona, I think is not the creature it used to be. Uh, Tinley is ever growing. I, I hear good things about Arlington, but if the Pomona, yeah. Pomona and Anima, Anaheim are going to keep getting bigger and bigger, like, do you think that's eventually just going to be the show? Cause I heard that people really like Daytona was because you could go to the show and then you can hit the beach or you can go to the show and you can hang out and have all this kind of cool fun and stuff in and around Daytona. So, I mean, 
do you think maybe that's going to be one of the things that happens with uh, Anaheim, Pomona, kind of stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Um, so far, what I'm seeing is there are people who uh, look forward to it each time for both of them all year. It's uh, it's usually, you know, a good, good time to catch up with folks that you only see at those shows. So it's, it's really one massive, like, hangout party get-together, and it's as mm-hmm. fun as you make it. Um, and a lot of people, um, take the opportunity to go herping out in, in the desert, uh, kind of not too far by like Ryan McVeigh likes taking people further South and inland and going herping out night, especially after the San Diego show, they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he knows tons of spots out here. So some folks make it a whole thing. Like Dave Kaufman comes out and, uh, he hangs out and he films, but he also, you know, makes arrangements to see other people's collections and go herping with Ryan and just whatever. And a lot of people even um, double it up and make it a trip to go out and see prehistoric pets over in Fountain Valley, which is, you know, like 20, 30 minutes away. It's not, not super far. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's plenty to do, plenty of food. Um, you know, there's all sorts of good stuff around the area. So you can, you can find the nightlife or what a lot of us end up doing is because it's um, currently attached to the Sheridan hotel there. Um, everybody just stays at the Sheridan because they get slightly discounted rates and then they just destroy the bar all night long till they kick it out. And then it's just an absolute party in the hotel the whole time. It gets I mean, freaking wild. Bradley, you have not been to Tinley park, correct? Correct. You, God damn! I mean, like, how can he? How can he be a? How can he be an official part of the NPR? If he's never. I mean, he's the West Coast side man. What do you? All right, he's like you know? he's he's like our he's like that embedded agent or whatever the 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 field reporter. We have him out where we don't want to go. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. All right. One I of understand. these one of these days I'll get out there. I, it's it's on my it's on my reptile bucket list to uh to venture out there and still see the, see Daytona even though it sounds like its prime has. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's I, I, there's some people who kind of cling to Daytona that it's still awesome. I enjoyed it. It just I was expecting more, to be honest with you. I mean, sure. it, the problem is, is that, you know, I've been ruined by Tinley Park. And I imagine I, I keep holding it as the standard for all really big reptile shows. And uh, so far, no one has unhorsed it. So we'll see. And. You're not allowed to go to Tinley unless it's a year that Eric and I are actually going to go to Tinley. Because <laughs> okay. apparently that's all up in the air from now till eternity because Eric will be, you know, <laughs> where in the world is Eric Burke? Yeah. Forever so. field herping? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm addicted, man. I'm addicted. We're going to look for copperheads tomorrow. Can't wait. Should be pretty nice. cool. What the? Yeah, I can't quit. He's already up. <laughs> I can't leave work. He's already upset I'm leaving. So, you know. <laughs> I kind of figured you couldn't get off, so I, I, I didn't can't. even bother. He's, he's such an asshole. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, all right. So what were some what of the cool th- things you saw over there at the show? Exactly. Well, Pet Kingdom, this the spot down in uh, San Diego, they, they do a really good job of setting up a big booth with a ton of, like, nice variety, like some pretty cool monitors and tortoises and, a lot of unique snakes, but there were some uh, Galapagos tortoises there this year. Some like centures that were, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Get the hell out of here! They were just shy of nine grand. But you need a, um, need a class one permit, don't you? Yeah. So California, uh, with those species, they have to be 
um, purchased and sold within their state so that you can't buy or sell across state lines into California. So like a Nevada vendor can't bring them across and sell them here. So there are restrictions like that. California seems to, the only things that California shakes its fingers at are exotic venomous and anything native to the state, unless it's like an albino or something crazy like that, then they don't quite care. But otherwise, if you're going to work with anything native, you have to have uh, a fishing license and a captive bred wildlife permit if you're going to propagate and sell. Um, otherwise, if you happen to have these animals under the appropriate fishing license, you can gift them should you okay. accidentally breed them or things like that. But um, otherwise, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. They regulate things quite differently. Um, yeah. Pennsylvania, but, it's a free-for-all. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's good and bad to both sides of it of course but um yeah there's uh there's tons of chameleon breeders like a lot of really good chameleons out here um there's a lot of dart frog folks some local and joshua frogs comes out from uh the east coast and then um uh daniel Solis, who uh does the reptile factory and jungle diaries and a lot of these herping ex- uh, expeditions nowadays he's really big into super dwarf retic stuff and um there will be an interview coming out with him and uh and brian on the triple beat uh channel that he has uh at some point once he gets it all edited and it gets in line with everything else that's cool. um yeah, that'll be a really cool one. I think all the super dwarf and retake guys will get a uh, get quite a tickle off of that one. But um, he has three shops in Southern California uh, under the name Reptile Factory, and they they get a lot of local breeder stock, but then they also get a lot of import stuff from Dan Maleri and, and a few other people, and so they always have like the various tree monitors and quince monitors and they've had monkey tails and probe lizards and kind of the obscure stuff and everything in between. Um, Dan Maleri is local out here. He's down in Long Beach. So he always makes it to that show. And I always make it a point to go see his table and chat with him and grab an IJ or two. And, um, and then this time he brought, uh, he brought a, a two year old bull and I female that just, was amazing just beautiful and uh i got to film her pretty close up for a while with brian and then he brought a pair of aspidora that were like 10 feet long um so they were well well started and, and i just i couldn't stop staring at them um and you didn't pull the trigger Dude, I, I literally on, on, physically on a, and financially could not. But it's but it's you guys who are obsessed with everything Papuan, and this is something that is actually named the Papuan Python. I mean, it's like, <laughs> isn't that like your? I don't know, God. It's like added. It's like, isn't that the top of it? The top of the all dark siders. <laughs> yeah, I mean the be- the beautiful thing about not having money in your account is you don't have money you don't in your do account, it. you can't spend <laughs> that, that money. That is true. That <laughs> is are correct. See how easy right. it is. And then, of course, Todd Dyer's out here, so he always has a great display. There were some. I didn't some... see any of his caramel tires except for the one that you picture of the one you sent us, but I heard tell that they were in rare form, and thank God I didn't see them. I'd be like Riley, Riley. Rather, just go get that one. Just, just put it. Just, I will PayPal you the money. Just give it to me. So, thank God. I guess I shouldn't tell you how much they cost at the show. No, no, you should. Todd, 
Todd's a grand wizard when it comes to shows. He knows what market value is, and he throws that out the window when he's at the shows because he likes to see <laughs> what sort of random tricks will end up, you know, lining up the uh, the Yahtzee dice, so to speak. And he had Carmel Tigers on the table for two fifty for a female, two hundred bucks for. I, I mean, it was stupid. It was stupid. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying before the yeah. show, like what, like. Uh, I don't know what? how. How do you uh, how do you price? I think it was some kind of crazy double head snow zebra, zebra. something. The super zebra double head snow. Yeah. What, but what the hell is yeah. like? All right, so let's make snow super zebras. What's it going to look like? Oh, <laughs> it's a white and it's a white pinkish yeah. snake. It's yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. yeah, but like the price. I think that's why he. I think that's why he priced it low because like nobody's going to buy it if it's high end because. You know, it's just such a niche thing. Yeah. Right. You have to be you have to be one of those guys that is obsessed with having an all white carpet python. And you know, again, mm-hmm. we're gonna start running into the things where you know, okay, so I make a snow super zebra, but it's is it gonna be any different from a snow super zebra jag? I mean, like I eventually you're just gonna keep getting shit that turns out to be a white snake. I mean yeah. Any kind of albino snow super zebra. Who does know? Well, I, yeah. I was telling Owen before the show, I, I, I have to make a, a, you know, a little quick, um, you know, I, I, would it be an announcement? No, I don't know if it would be an announcement. <laughs> it's not quite that level, but a anyway. Disclaimer. A disclaimer, yeah. yeah, maybe. I do love my morphs, and I'm sorry for my morph guys out there, but it was pretty cool to hatch a have a season with no morphs, like not trying to figure out what's what, what is this? You know, then you got things that, you know, are maybe produced for the first time. So then you have no idea. You have no clue what it is. And then you think you have a clue what it is. And somebody that hatched it out probably over in Europe then gets in touch with you and it tells you that, no, that's not that, <laughs> you know? And you're like, no, damn it. <laughs> damn it. No, no, no. You Everything know? you just said is wrong. Oh. Or, or you have the opposite problem where you contact the people that you think probably already produced this. And they're like, mm, I got nothing for you, man. <laughs> just that's, like, what the hell? That's the yeah. thing. Like you've been like, I've, I've been with Eric and he's like, well, ask him what he prices this at. And I'm like, I did. He said, I don't know. What do you do? And I'm like, well, this is a circle of nothing's going to get done here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. it just, that's what happens. So, I'm I'm more along the lines of I would love to just produce the animal and be like, here's what it is. It's it's an olive python. Want to know how I know? It's mom and dad are olive pythons, and that's what makes this an olive python. Right? There ain't genetics. Nope. It's an olive python. That's that's it. That's all I want anymore. And there was some cool stuff there beside morphs, and I see all glimpses of them, but nobody really focused in on them. And those were the Mexican indigos. Yeah, and dude. For those for those people who don't know what a Mexican indigo is, it Google is a it. silver. It is a silver and black Karibo. and I mean, oh my god. Yeah, I, I no, want you it. would have to stay away from. Uh, you would have to stay away from John Michael's booth, Black Pearl, because he yeah. had uh, Black Pearl is. He had the full spread, and and he brings adults too for you to gawk at. 
and then nice. see whatever babies he's got left before uh, before they're gone. And like so, he had unicolors and blacktails and yellowtails and the Texas and the Mexican and the Easterns. He had all of them there. Plus, he also had some spilodies on the table and a few other things. And and then babies, of course. Mm-hmm. Who's nuts? The Rubidus babies were just insane. I've been on his website. It is a gorgeous website, and he's the kind of guy where, like, he devoted himself to these things, and it and it shows. But I mean, oh my god, it's. I think last time I checked, the Mexican indigos are like fifteen each, and I'm like, I can't. Do yep. That. I yep, can't. That's exactly what they are. I want to, but I can't. And it's well, just and, and they're fifteen hundred dollars uh, a piece between us. Nope. Fifteen hundred dollars yep. a piece. Yep. No shit. I know, dude, but they're and, gorgeous. Well, and the demand is skyrocketing for everything Dry Marcon, so they're all flying off the shelves yeah. at his top price. And we're sitting there going, dude, I think you need to raise prices. And and I'm looking at breeding my, my blacktails this coming season, and he's telling me what he's thinking he's going to start pricing his blacktails out because he sells them out too quickly. He's like, I need to ask more for them because I can't yeah. hold on to them long enough. Like, So... <laughs> Get them while you can, because the price is going up. Uh, and, and I'm looking at, I got a trio of Unicolor, and I've been looking at the prices that you get for those kind of things. And I mean, like, yeah, this is just the way it's going to end up being, is that this is one of those circular things where not a lot of people were working with Kribo, and now they're kind of becoming more and more popular as people kind of fall into the really big Collier Bird thing. So, yeah, I mean, totally. Yeah. I, I could totally see them going for two. I don't know why, like 15, two to 15 is what I would probably yeah. be at. And, uh, you know, the whole Mexican black king snake craze is, is on fire right now. Yep. Um, I, th- I think that bubble might finally be bursting and leveling out a little bit because um, there are a few people who are still trying to hold on to every last thread of overpricing it and charging like 300 bucks or whatever. For a Mexican black uh, Or even yeah. more. Yeah. And then TSK sets up their booth, and it's all ball pythons and a few chondros, and then they have an entire eight-foot table of, like, four or five clutches of straight MBKs, and they're all 150, all of them. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. I'm pretty sure grabbing two of those. One of those things. Well, and then that's but the thing is that people look at it this way. Exactly. So people are going to run over, and they're going to buy a pair or a trio at 150, and – it's like they're going to buy them, and then they kind of look over there at the other ones that are three, four hundred dollars a piece, and they think they're going to be in in, in the money in a couple of years. But by then, the prices are going to downturn. So, you know, yeah. I think in yeah. a couple of years, there's going to be uh, uh, we're, we're going to be flooded with MBKs, like adult oh, yeah. juveniles. They're going to go back down to sixty bucks. Yeah. See, and I don't know why they spiked. When you why guys, did they spike? <laughs> when you guys say that a snake is expensive and you tell me it's $300, I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, expensive the, for a Collier That's the high-end line of it? I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems... Well, dude, it's like we're not talking about... The funny thing is, is that a lot of times with Collier Bridge, it, they crash so damn hard. Like, I remember Palmetto's... At the one Tinley, they're like twenty two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then I think we went to the next oh. Tinley, and they were like five hundred dollars. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they dropped. <laughs> so that's what happens. The problem is corn snakes breed like crazy, and they can double clutch. So, you know, it, it almost takes like you almost have to weather the burnout and then continue breeding. 
and re- and refining it and then get it back on the upswing when everybody else has moved on to the next thing. Yeah, I get it, man. Yeah, it's like a solid can... black snake. I mean, what's not to love? Then? Yeah. And it's like, you know, like really but solid black. But they've been around forever, and all of a sudden they were just like, oh, my God, and it just went straight up. And I'm like, why? It's not like this is a new thing. This isn't like MBKs were always like you found a few, and they were 60 bucks each. But then for like two, three years, they went up to like $400. And it's like, but why? I often wonder wonder if podcasts affect that. Like I I wonder, like, how much do we affect – not you know i mean we have us from the ground up there's you know people hang on my words i know that <laughs> but you know what i mean you like you start to talk about a species and so i don't tell you people what i'm up to anymore <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> and then uh, you know it just yeah, becomes I mean... like oh wow what are they talking about and then you check it out and then you're yeah. down the rabbit hole yeah and... you definitely mm-hmm. you influence that market you know right. you influence whether or not it's trending at the time and it's going to go in a cyclical wave up and down one way or the other, but yeah, okay. the hype about it and what's going on in the community definitely influences it. And I'm, I'm very convinced that as soon as people started learning about indigos and they're like, Oh, but I can't afford a $1,200 snake. I'm going to go get the next best all black snake. And people started calling MBKs the poor man's indigos. And well, no, I think right they went, I think they went from, went up. It went from indigos to black pines. Black pines got listed, so then they went to MBKs. It's their need to have an indigo, but not want to have to deal with indigo shit. So sure. you know, it's yeah. They 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 went down. You know, listen, I I've, I I have the Cribo because I can't have eastern indigos. I would love eastern indigos. I'm not equipped for eastern indigos. I also live in Pennsylvania, where you know there are two mortal sins. One is owning a sugar glider. The other is touching an eastern indigo. And, Wait, you, you can't. Know. You, that's the one thing you can't own in Pennsylvania is an Eastern. In P- in- you can own them in Pennsylvania, right? But they have to be gifted to you from someone, and they have to be proven that they were bred in captivity. But it's okay. one of those things where I've heard horror stories of fishing game finding out you have Eastern indigos, and then taking all your shit until you can prove that the Eastern indigos were, you know not collected and so, so we can't brutal. even do like a uh, permit you probably could but i don't even look into this kind of stuff just because i mean i had one guy i knew who had eastern indigos for the longest time uh got caught up in something where he had more than the legal amount of copperheads in his house which is one per person in pennsylvania in case you know you were wondering <laughs> um, one per person okay one per person <laughs> Yeah. Um, And then they ended up confiscating all his animals and he had to go through a bunch of hoops and stuff like that to get his indigos back. And by the time he got them back, I think one or two of them had passed. So I don't even mess around with them. I would love to, but not even going to touch it. And the weird thing is, is that we don't have any of those restrictions on Texas indigos. Mm-hmm. And Texas doesn't have any of the restrictions on Eastern indigos, so it's kind of like a trade-off. I can get Texas indigos, but there's some guy in Texas who can get Easterns, and we both want each other's indigos, and that's how it goes. So, gotcha. Well, they're cool too, right? I mean, yeah, but they're not. Yeah, they're not the. They're not the same. They're not the, <laughs> they're not the Easterns. 
They're not the ones I want. It's like it's like Imbricata. It's not Imbricata. It's not Imbricata. <laughs> Damn. These, uh, these these Brisbans have ruined me. I'm like, you are nice coastal, but you're not a Brisbane. And it's also, I, I hope you know that I will call my shot now. I am teetering on the edge of the rabbit hole of locality-specific coastals. Like... I just need another nudge, and then it's well, holy shit, Port man. Douglas, it only took nine years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I'm look, I know. I'm looking, I'm looking at these. I'm looking at these jungles. I'm like, get out of here, you dirty black and yellow things. Like, you know, I don't need you. <sighs> Coastals, man, they're cool. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it, it, I, the gelatins, like, dude, I was blown away. I'm blown away by these things. Like, soon, I've hatched some crazy freaking morph shit, and these have like just blown me away. I'm just, yep. I'm, I don't know if it's because I found them in the wild that it adds something to it or what. I, yeah. Not, well, the, I hope not the ones that's... I bred. <laughs> just okay. throwing it out there. <laughs> Illegally. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hope that's not a case because we're going to Darwin. Yeah. And if I find a Darwin in the wild and then become home obsessed with Darwin's, I want you to hit me. Uh, you know, don't let me do it. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it may happen. It may happen. I think we're just going to let you do it, Owen. Yeah. No, you're not supposed to let me do that. So just to stop me. He's going to come things. back and be a monitor guy. He's going to sell all his snakes and be yep, a monitor yep. guy. After, yeah, I want uh, nothing but Ackies. Acanthurus. <laughs> uh, you know, Pilbara Rock Lacy. Monitor. Lacey's. Uh, yep, I'll, yeah. get me, I'll get me a Lacey. Let me get a, let me get a tiger-striped crocodile monitor. Because that sounds like yeah. a good idea. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So, you know, did you see, I know this is a weird snake that I know nothing about, but um, I saw uh, a video of it uh, on some snake show I was watching, but uh, it was the flying snake. Yes. And, and I know what's his yeah, name. Had some of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. they're cool looking. What's the deal they're with that? They're gorgeous. Yeah, they're they're beautiful. Um, they're super active diurnal colubrids. Um, you can give them nice big planted vivariums. You know, that's another species that, like you were talking about last week, setting something up cool for an animal that you can observe and watch. Yeah. Those things are sweet. Yeah. And uh, Dan doesn't get them in all the time, but he's he's usually good for a couple of years. And uh, he's even had the twin bar um, uh, species. I think it's a full species different where – they look almost the same, but think of uh, two little um, dorsal bars um, sequentially going across their back, like uh, like dorsal bands, but it's just on the dorsal uh, yeah. area, and it doesn't go down the flanks, and just little red dashes across the whole thing. They're beautiful. They're not big. Um, I don't know. It, I'm pretty sure they're kind of good with eating whatever and you know being a southeast asian species keeping like a lot of those other colubrids not too hot low 80s uh ambient and they can take a little bit of cooler temps and and some humidity yeah they're they're really cool dude they're gonna be perfect in my cool room (laughs) (laughs) nice if we if we brandon wheelered one off of eric's roof would it fly That's Carbifest 2020. Uh, I'm just asking. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, we I, gotta I, try it. I, I, would oh. never, I would never. Put oh, an when you witty son of a bitch! <laughs> I, I would not put an animal in such danger. I'm asking for a friend, but you know, it's. <laughs> Uh, we gotta do this now. Oh, <laughs> See, the problem is we'd do it and it would be like, and like over, gone. over, over, <laughs> gone, like into Eric's neighbor's yards, and we'd be like, shit, like you know Damn that it. would just be, yeah. crap, crap. We have to go get it now. Oh, it's like, oh god, oh that was good. <laughs> there's, there's, there's burking the clutch and wheelering off the roof. Wheelering off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Every time a snake falls off of a perch now, you're like, you pull the wheeler. It's like just. <laughs> oh, man. Damn it, Brandon. Damn it, Brandon. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of controversy with the whole. Uh, I didn't really follow the whole thing, but I guess people were upset at the price of the Bones Python. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they thought it was $9, overpriced. $750. Yeah. yeah, but why why are people all freaking out about that? Because that kind of almost seems like that's par for the course when it comes to Bull and I. I mean, as a two-year-old female, babies are going for, you know, as much as four um, when they're available. And I'm sure you can, you know, find a buddy price of even less. But um, for a two-year-old female, and there isn't really a market designed for them. Like, there isn't any sort of guidelines for what you can price them. Price no. whatever the hell you want. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, look at it this way. If you're getting a lone female bull and I, and you're not expecting to spend close to $10,000, what are you doing? Because that's, it almost seems like you're, you're not in the, you're not looking for the correct animal because you're right. Sure. Babies are four. If you're pissed off that the two-year-old female is near 10000 buy a baby at four. If you are pissed off because then you have to raise a baby, what are you doing? Because it just seems like there's no pleasing you. <laughs> and you want an adult female bull and I for two grand. And that's ridiculous. People just, people just need feel the need to be pissed off at something on a daily basis. Like it's part of their identity. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty admire true. The, admire, the, admire the pretty snake and shut up. If you're not buying it, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that's exactly and that's the thing is like this is the reptile community. I, I'm trying to sell um, the two black PVC cages that I built that my olives were in before the uh, wood cages, and I, mm-hmm. I don't like listing them on classified sites because then I get somebody in Nevada going like, "Do you ship?" No, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> of course <Yeah>. I don't. <laughs> Not these things. Shut up. So I try to do it locally. And now all I keep getting are people who are like, you know, how much? And I say, I'm like, oh, well, it's about this much. And they're like, too much. I'm like, then go away. The prices are listed on the thing. Get out of here. So it's people want people want the best quality for the least amount of money. And when it comes to reptile stuff, that sometimes is never going to be the way to do it. So, sure, yeah. Yeah. I have to, uh, I would be... uh... It would be upset if I did not give a shout out to Rob Stone for producing um, a, uh, a litter, I guess you would say, since we're it talking is. boas. It, it um, is a litter. <laughs> Candoya bibrini australis, which is the Solomon Island nice. tree boa, which yeah. I yeah. think, I think, and me and Rob were talking about this, there's only one other person in the U.S. that produced them. 
Right. Um, but none of them made it to adulthood. So if Rob was able oh. to, uh, you know, get these going, which I have no doubts that he will be able to, um, you're looking at the first captive born and bred babies available in the U.S. for sale. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's going to give a shit. Nobody's no going to care. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, are they the white ones? No. What? Just. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, Dan had some uh, some import uh, Australis there. He had he also had the ground boas too. He had some grabbing females, but yeah, I mean he had some lizard feeders and some that are taking rodents, and they're a couple hundred bucks a piece. And I mean they're gorgeous snakes. They should yeah. definitely be you know valued higher in my opinion. But everybody sees them when they come in as you know imports in their jungle clothes. They're, they're you know they're dirty skin, and they're just like man whatever, and they don't know anything about it. And they're like oh these things occasionally eat lizards. I don't want to deal with that. Where's the ball pythons at? You know, and then that's the end of it. Right. Dude. But, uh, I, yeah, th- those are sweet snakes. Yeah. I put so much stock in my younger years, too, that it must eat European white rodent frozen thawed held at a 90 degree angle heated to a perfect temperature. Otherwise, I won't buy it. It's like that. That I'm so glad I broke free of that because I don't it's eating. I don't care what it eats. I can supply it with food. Um, I have several right. live feeders and back then that would have knocked me sideways. But now I'm like, Hey, you guys will eat when I get to a reptile show and I can get you some live feeders. I'm just going to buy a couple. You'll eat four mice and then I'll leave you alone for a month and a half. And it works. And it's really actually good for them anyway, because that's more akin to what they would probably naturally do. So sure. it's like people put way too much stock in the fact that it might not eat something that is, yeah, I wouldn't even want to say readily available because I think there's more stuff now that is more readily available, especially with the scents that you can get from places like uh, Reptilinks. I mean, dude, I got a buddy right now who um, I, he, he's a science teacher and they were doing a thing over the summer where they were hatching turkey eggs. Mm-hmm. And he called me and he's like, hey, I'm going to have like a bunch of like three week old turkeys that I'm going <laughs> to, you know, make not living. Do you want them for your snakes? I'm like, yes, please. Like, I'm, <laughs> you kidding me? I don't care. Like, it's a, it's a bird the size of a large rat. Hell yes. I'm going to take that. So, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, man. Man. yeah, there was there was a guy at the at the, the show that was selling um, like three different species of uh, feeder grasshoppers. <laughs> where where do you see that ever that's brilliant wow yeah yeah they were mesmerizing to look at wow dude, that's crazy what do whatever works you know i like i'm sitting here and i fed the i fed my crebo yesterday and you know they were down in tilapia fillets and i'm like i love this so much easier it's just uh, now that's that's a cool snake, man. Those snakes are they are cool. You're, you're you're gonna have to jump on that boat there, Eric. And I would recommend that you start with the Mexican indigo, because Riley and I both need Mexican indigos, and we can't afford them. <laughs> so I would say that you should buy the Mexican indigos. Go with the Mexican and, indigo. Okay. Yeah, do that. Breed them, and then hook some brothers up. Is what I'm saying. So mm, yeah. Okay. Also, you should probably buy some hypo tigers because um, I would like them too. Please, I have a list. <laughs> I have a list. Of a list of what I should I, buy. I would, uh, yeah, the list of what you should buy and build projects around so that I can reap the benefits of later. Mm, okay, so, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. 
Yeah. You might want to catch me on this groove because I'm kind of in the, uh, well, Kribo's, I mean, what size cage, what kind of size cage do you have yours in, Riley? Four foot? I've got my big boy in a six footer. Six my foot. big guy's in a six footer. My female's looking at me right now. She's in a four foot cage that's pretty spacious for her. And uh, I know some folks that keep them in boa tubs successfully. Um, no, nah, I would want to see yeah, those things. Could, yeah. I, I mean, I know you yeah, you can well, do it, but yeah, that would be. Yeah, no, it's, it's tons of fun watching them cruise around and like burrow around and mm-hmm. nudge holes in the dirt looking for food and then poke you know poking their head up with a pile of dirt on top of their head when you walk in the room to see what you're about just uh, they're just too much fun put the food plate down quickly and then get the hell and back walk away. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's one of those situations okay. do not or sit there one to hold on Exactly. Put something yeah. in their mouth and then do stuff. It's like and drop the rest and run. Yes, <laughs> it, it, dude. It's I, I have um, I have three cages coming that are they're four feet, but they're I think like two foot deep, two foot tall. They're big cages coming, and that's where I'm going to put my female Kribo and my uh, female Blue Beauty Snake. So that all three of them can kind of get big and hang out. And it's got a lot of room for vertical stuff as well as room for uh, dirt and things like that. So it's really going to be nice. And then my male Karibo and my male Beauty are both going to be in these uh, four by twos that I have. So, you know, but they're don't 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 grab them thinking that they're going to be fine in like a 41 court. It's like, that's, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. also they I mean they're very, very active, high metabolism, that kind of deal. Yeah. Right? I mean yeah. I if I yeah. fed that if I fed any other snake what I feed them, how much I feed them, it's like you, you guys see that boa that was running around Facebook that had like fat rolls on fat rolls on fat rolls, like going all the way down it, and it's like this three year old was oh, fed yeah. every three days. Like, dear God. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. Dude. Yeah. Speaking of which, I saw the world fattest spotted python this weekend oh dear i have spotted a spotted python this breeder was feeding this friggin thing small rat oh and Um. it's it's bigger than my proven breeder um uh female poplin carpet all right oh jesus story story time with huge Story time with Owen. I broke a pair of granite spotted once because I fed them to the point where I was probably feeding them small rats, and they were. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I do. I ne- I never got them to breed for obvious fucking reasons. Right. So, right. Um, <laughs> I eventually gave up and sold them. And then I got another pair of spotted pythons as adults. And these are just normal spotted. And they came in and I'm like, wow, they're tiny. And then I'm like, oh God, I broke those animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's so, yep. Uh, I, uh, I you avoid some people overfeed retics to the point where their, their neck is like as wide as their head. Yes. There should be a, that was like, like this. Yeah, but the, oh. you know what's a worse offender for that is white lips. People overfeed white lips. They're supposed to be a defining head shape that almost looks kind of like a peanut. Like they're supposed to be a rounded head and then their neck. And sometimes it just looks like a tube. Um, yeah. Yeah. This thing was fat, man. It was really, really fat. 
Wow. Gross. Gross. Yeah. Did anybody yell at the guy and say, like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> he, he put it in the freaking U.S. ARC auction. And, oh. and Bill, uh, the, the U.S. ARC president pulls it out, and he's like, this has to be the fattest world's record uh, <laughs> oh my god! He's making jokes. It might be gravid still. This thing is monstrous. And then I actually know the gal who uh, purchased it, and she knew it was fat. She bought it just because she felt bad for it, and she likes spotted pythons. And so she's sitting at the booth with us, and she pulls it out of the bag and let it get exercise. And it like perches up on the chair and takes a nap. Is like exhausted from climbing out of the bag. <laughs> for, like. Breathing you know heavy. <laughs> overfed retic, and it's like its back is indented on the top, and the sides like pudge out, and then you see like the muscle walls rippling in and out on fat rolls. It was that. It was disgusting. Oh, yeah, wow. it, it, and that's something else. Another lesson less is more. I prefer to have a. I've gotten. I, I think I took a, a, a snake to one of those shows, and somebody's like, Your corn snake's thin. I'm like, No, no, no. Just every other corn snake you've seen in the world is fat. Like, you know, this is actually <laughs> a, this is a healthy male. He's good. And so, right. You know, it's. Whatever, man. <sighs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Um, yeah. All right. Well, it seems like. Uh... We got this going and it works. Uh, hopefully the recording <laughs> is pretty good. So we'll have no uh, surprises tomorrow. Oh, uh, no. Now, to... Why did you say that? Why did you do that? Why why, why did you not just say everything's cool and then stop? Now you're like, there will be no surprises tomorrow. Tomorrow, during the surprises, I'm going to bring this up. Hopefully, so. uh, yeah, <laughs> there'll be a surprise. Well, maybe the surprise will be that uh, I don't show up because I got bitten by a copperhead or something like that. <laughs> no, no, no. If you do, if you do. We're conducting the interview on you, hospital bedside. Like, I'll bring my laptop. <laughs> so, Eric, how much of an asshole do you feel like right now? So, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, here's... be careful. And what's going to happen is he's going to try and run tomorrow's show, and it's going to glitch, and it's just going to be the camera facing you, and that's all everyone's going to see. That's why there's, no, why there's no cameras, Riley. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just start recording it without him knowing. And, you know. I'll know. I'll see it, and I'll just start, <laughs> I'll no, start just, being. Uh, I'll start g- being off camera, and I'll have like a cardboard cutout, like standing here looking I, at. Hey, things. man, I don't care. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I was talking to Jeff, uh, just to to uh, get make sure tomorrow's good to go, and he's like. So, do you do the video thing? And I was like, no, man, nah. we, not at this point. We don't do the video thing. But, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows in the future? But right now, no. Yeah, if we, if we, it, it can be done. If we start doing video things, I'll, I, I will require formal dress wear for the anniversary shows where you and I literally have to be in tuxedos. In tuxes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think of you, Owen, as more of the guy shirt. wearing the tux shirt. You know what I mean? I mean, like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's classy. Yeah. I, I see you having a nice glass of champagne and a you know and a pipe. <laughs> You're not a cigar guy. You're a pipe the, guy. Uh, um, it's uh, like a Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes kind of pipe where it like dips down real hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you could mm. be wearing a kilt, right? Oh, yeah. And, and well, when, and when you walk in to sit in your chair. We That's can just only play the bagpipes. Standing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Here comes Owen. We'll play. Uh, Wait. What's that band? Uh, what the hell's that band? Oh, shit. Uh, Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, that's it. We'll play some Dropkick Murphys. God. Uh, like they're that far from Scotland. It matters. Oh, geez. God forbid. 
Is that what you think of us Irish people, Owen? Is this how yeah. you roll? <laughs> Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I the got only you. the only people I you know was worse is the English, but that you know we won't get into that because then the oh, guys from wait, Reptile and Chill won't on. talk. To me. Reptile and yeah. Chill guys, I apologize. <laughs> I mean, I, if, it's kind of like one of those things. I'm married to this dude for this many years. I'm kind of hey, stuck in this relationship. You know, I, I mean, mean, we've created too many children. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm just staying together for the sake of the kids. <laughs> we can't argue in front of Riley. <laughs> Not in front of Riley. Off with his oh, head. oh dear, oh dear. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess uh, we killed the show anyway. So. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, no, it works, and the audio is really good. Yeah, I yeah, got a lot of good compliments hear. about it. What about you, Owen? Did you? I, I feel kind of bad that it's just like everybody's like, "This is it, finally," and I'm like, "Oh, we probably should have done this way sooner." <laughs> it's like that was. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. So, well. Yeah. It was you can't such... give them everything right off the bat. You yeah, they they leave us for Port City Pythons too quickly. So, you know. Oh, man. That's... Yeah. Um, no, I think the – well, we figured out how to um, be able to keep blog talk and not lose the archive and do a more professional sound and podcast. So it took a while, whereas nice. other people can just do it and they don't have to worry about it. <laughs> But we we have like what seven years of what is it? Uh, I don't even know. We got tons of footage in the or stuff in the archives audio. that we yeah, didn't well, want to lose, you know. So it's seven years worth of uh, one uh, on average one show a week. So I mean, there's like what four hundred something episodes there that we don't want to lose. So we're going to keep the blog talk thing. This seems to be working out well, um, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so far, so good. Just keep rocking it. So yeah. we got uh, Jeff. Yeah. If it ain't, yeah, if it ain't mm-hmm. broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then uh, the following week, just to throw out a little teaser, we got Warren Booth coming back on. But this time, we're going to be talking about his boas, and that's I know how much you love Ooh. that, Owen. So. Uh, well, yeah, and also I'm pretty sure Warren's going to tease me over all the roughy stuff that happened today that's causing me to twitch. I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to. Dead to me. It's yeah, dead to me. Dead to me. It's, Good lord. And the crazy all thing I is, was an expensive Kribo food. Uh, yeah, it's not it, even that expensive. It's only. It's not even. I. No. <laughs> the crazy thing is, though, okay, is oh, that I'm... he said it was like four years old or something, right? It's an adult male. It looks. It, it looks bigger than my male rough scale and it's just like i don't you took a jungle diamond don't do it no it's (laughs) why who is this guy anyway yeah but here's the thing who knows this is but here that's one of them where are the rest are you telling me one egg survived bullshit where are the rest where are (laughs) what is happening they're in your collection bro no oh no <laughs> you went there. Can you imagine? Can you imagine somebody takes that one, breeds it to a female rough scale? What would the babies look like? How right, how yes. many how many generations do you got to get in before it looks just like a really dark or black rough scale? I got to be honest, man. When I saw Dude. it, I thought it was a rough scale. I See, did, I, I didn't even think twice about it. This, I was like, this rough is scale. reminiscent. 
of me bringing you over to the table and being like, what do you think of this carpet? And you're like, it's cool. It's nice. I'm like, it's a jaglot. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> Die, you evil Die, serpent. You- <laughs> yeah. It went from that's a nice looking carpet to burn it so quickly in Eric's mind. Yeah. It's if there ever was justification for making counterfeit money to do something with, it would be just so you can make enough counterfeit money to buy that shit and burn it at the stake. <laughs> I like the way but you think, man. Part, That's a part, part, of, part of me. Is like, <laughs> the problem is, I'm sitting here. I'm like, 170 bucks. Like, I should just buy it, and this way, no one else can use it. It's like, here, stay in this cage. I will give you rats every once in a while. Just don't breed with anything. Just don't touch anybody. It's like, yeah. Oh. oh man! And then five years later, Owen's known as the Hybrid Morph Project. Guy. Yeah, that's how I become that the guy. guy who breeds battle chondros. The uh. scream, scream, scream line battle chondros. Yep. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! Oh, you. Maybe it's been my dream. Maybe you, my maybe you yeah, can call it? it the complete carpet python, and every <laughs> single, every single python that was in the complete book, oh, including oh, the Ruffy, just oh, mix it all together. God. Oh God! <laughs> and on that note, we will leave you this evening, and uh, we hope you run enjoy- away. <laughs> we hope you enjoy it. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, beautiful. All right. Yeah. All right. That was a good one. I like it. Well- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.